Westage and Fulton podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Durant. I'm here with um, with my wife, Amy. Hiya. Uh, and also with our special guest this evening, uh, Andy from Dutch Uncles and also Chips of Chorlton. Hello there. Lovely to be here. Um, we're recording from my uh, from my iPhone, so it's not going to be especially uh, especially chatty. It's going to be a series of monologues, really, I think. Um, Real. But... Um, yeah, just to um, allow, uh, allow my guests to introduce, introduce themselves. Um, so, Amy, if you want to start, um, do you want to give yourself an introduction to people yes. who don't know you? Okay. Hiya. Um, for those that don't know me, I'm Amy, Amy Durant. I'm married to Matthew, the host of this lovely podcast, and an uh, esteemed member of the committee for West Israel Charlton Football Club. I have been attending West. Sorry, this sounds like an interview. We we can we 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 can, we can go to West memories later, but just okay. um, um yeah, I live here, in the same house as Matthew. <laughs> right, okay, we'll move on we'll move on to Andy. Um so Andy, uh, about yourself, just uh about who you are and what you do, just for um, for any any newcomers down to West who uh, who aren't um Steeps in the lore of a uh, of Western, also Dutch uncles. Well, primarily, I am a uh, very well. I, I'd like to think of myself as one of the original fans of West. I might yeah. be alienating people there and sound like a bit of a show off, but I think I think that's fair. But also, um, I do a podcast called Chips of Chorlton, yeah. where we talk about all things indie, and also for a little light relief, talk about chips <laughs> as well for yeah. some reason. Uh, and also, I play drums for a band uh, called Dutch Uncles, um, who aren't doing very much at the moment, <laughs> but have done some things in the past, including an album launch at West. Yeah, that, which was uh, one of my favourite memories, but we're moving on to favourite memories in, in part three, because this is going to be a, a podcast in three parts, Lovely. just to uh, divide things up. But yes, Dutch Uncles, um, one of my favourite bands, one of uh, one of your favourite bands, one, oh, of, uh, one of our... Definitely one of my top five. If you go to speak, Amy, at least lead into the microphone. Definitely one of my top five or three most played on Spotify. Really? Easy, yeah. Easy. Oh. Same for uh, same for my brother in law and your brother uh, Tom, who uh, who spent spent. I was going to say spent a lot of money. Spent money buying uh, buying your old vinyls of That's vinyl fantastic. of late. And he listened to your work at uh, Everest Base Camp recently. Really? Yes, he did. Yes. Yeah. Um, so before we go, we get too uh, self-referential here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll start with the uh, the match preview stuff because this on this Saturday uh, we've got our first Saturday home game of the season. Uh, we're playing Stone Old Elanians. Um, I would ask you both for your for your thoughts on Stone. Um, but no, I've, ne- I've never heard of them. I mean, I've seen them. I've seen them looking down the league table. Yeah, but that's about the only experience I have of them. But I can't quite believe that this is our first three o'clock Saturday game of the season at home. Yeah, it's about the first in about 150 days. Uh, the last, the last, the last one being um, our relegation game. Is that the last one? Yeah. Oh my god. Um, against uh, Ashton Athletic. So it's been a long time, and a lot has changed since then. Uh, so just to go through, this is going to be quite a monologue part of it, <laughs> if you want to entertain yourselves. Um, so Stone Orleanians, they're, they're currently fourth in the uh, in the league. Uh, they've played eight, uh, won five, drawn two, lost one. They're on 17 points. They're two points behind West as things stand. Uh, though we say that we're, uh, we're currently recording whilst um, Stone Old Orleanians are playing against Wimshire Amateurs. Uh, they're currently 3 up at half-time, mm. uh, so they get me leapfrogging in the table um, to be a point ahead, but we've, we'll have two games in hand. Um, 
the biggest win so far this season was a 4-0 win over Ellesmere Rangers, who are um, quite low down the league. I think they're on 19th. And the biggest loss was Vauxhall, who were top. Uh, they went out in the first round of the, uh, or the extra preliminary round in the FA Cup against Worcester City. And they also went out in the first round of the, uh, the first qualifying round of the FA Vars. Um, there are no past meetings between the two teams. Um, but from um, from well, Rob McKay sent me over text whilst uh, whilst, <laughs> whilst we've been eating uh, Amy's wonderful uh, spinach and ricotta oh, cannelloni. Absolutely delicious. We'll, we'll we'll, I put that on record. We'll move on to this. Ah, we'll move on to this. Um, yeah, they're uh, playing very well. Um, they've been in a bit of indifferent form of late. Um, but yeah, it should be uh, should be a very big match, and it's something that I'm very much forward looking forward to um, to to watching really um, so there's not really much we can preview because I've never seen Stone before you've never seen Stone before no and I'm really sorry that I don't want to do myself a massive disservice but literally until a few seconds ago I thought they were called Stone Cold Alenians no, <laughs> honestly honestly <laughs> 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 316 <laughs> I really did. Um, do you know any history of that name? Um, well, they're from a place called Stone. Oh right. Um, yeah, and they are, and they are the, <laughs> the they are the old from Stone. So it's just like old Alanians is their name. There's also um, there's for another team in Stone last year called Stone Dominoes. Um, wow, it's just that's yeah, a name. yeah, but unfortunately they got relegated. Um, so yeah, it's just a um, old Alanians is just the same as. Um, like United or okay. or Town. Um, Whereabouts is Stone? Where it's uh, it's in the, it's in the Potteries. So okay. it's um, yeah, it's like Stoke Way. Um, and we've got a question coming up later. Um, Stan Collymore is uh, probably Stone's most fam- famous son. Um, yeah, so it's just a fairly small like township, like the Pot- Potteries Stoke. It's like a collection of very small towns. Uh, and that's just one of them. Well, you'll know, given that uh, Amy, you'll know that given your, your dad's from around that area, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. So I know a little it's bit about Stokes. Lean into the mic, come on. <laughs> I know a little bit about Stokes. Uh, what's the word? Um, geography. Yeah. Um, so um, we'll move on to you, Andy. Okay, given you've on. not been covered much and you are our, our special guest. So um, you've watched a bit of Western season. How do you feel the season's gone so far? It's been great, hasn't it? I think. Um, it's, I think it's all about creating that excitement even before the season's begun. So I think when, I mean, when, when I, when I uh, knew that we'd signed Chris Holt, for example, yeah. and then it was immediately aware that he dropped a few leagues to, to come to West. Yeah. That was incredible. And what an amazing start that is and just a great hype for everyone to do that. And then Ash Wood's coming back and hanging on to the majority of players from last season. So even before the season started, it was uh, full of positivity. But then when it started as well, I think... I think what was the opening fixture again? Um, uh, we played Eccleshaw. We played Eccleshaw away, which we we won four 0 I wasn't there at that game. Yeah, I but know. I think um, yeah. Well, ever since the first game as well, there's been. I think I think probably Barca Jim touched on it as well with his first interview with with Brad is that there was you could see what they were trying to do immediately. Yeah, which is always a great thing. Whereas perhaps under previous management that hasn't been the case, and there was more a sort of you know do what you can to survive the game or do what you can to win it. But now we're sort of playing in a, in a similar vein to how I remember West when I first yeah. started yeah. to watch them, you know, under Stevie Settle. Like, there's a lot of expression from the fullbacks, a lot of wide play, um, and a lot of great finishing as well. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been incredibly impressive, and I mean, it's a great time to be playing great football for West after a relegation. Yeah. And may, and a great thing to maintain the crowds as they were from last season and improve on it as well. Because well, I yeah, it's, it's like to interrupt you, like yeah, the crowds of uh, like we weren't getting well, we were getting very similar crowds on Saturdays last season to what we've got on Tuesdays exactly. so far this year. And hopefully Saturday will, will prove that you know West are sort of reaching for the next level in attendances as well. Yeah, but it's such a it's such a it's such a good thing and such a great time to have such a positive team and a positive manager. Um, just because of the relegation and because we we need those people to keep coming back. Yeah. Not that it's a wrench to come back to West. I I always thought and I always said in the beginning that the hardest thing was to get people there the first time. Yeah. Then after that you sold, especially because the first game's in August and it's nice and sunny. Yeah. But then people still come back in November and December, you know, because they get addicted to the sort of the spirit of the whole thing. And yeah. now the football's great too. So. Well, yeah, I had um, I had a conversation with a. a, a a man called Graham last night where I said like um, my problem is like working on the media team is getting people down for the first time because as soon as you do come down um, yeah you understand that it's uh, exciting and interesting um, Amy uh, seeing as you're uh, you're also a special guest uh, this on this episode um, so what's been enjoyable so far this season for you? I think the away games have been particularly oh particularly great I think the sense of camaraderie and the sense of support. Oh, it's like pressure cooker, isn't it? I mean, it's always there at Brookburn Road, like without a doubt. But to have it, oh, when we went to uh, Squires Gate, oh my God, the worst weather, the worst weather, torrential rain, horrible, like the windiest I've ever experienced it. Um, and, and our support was just next level, absolutely just euphoric, wasn't mm. it? It was brilliant. So that's been a personal highlight. And I think as well, just seeing seeing new people come down. There's been a lot of new people that seem to have um, really, I don't know, ingratiated themselves with the community spirit mm. of West already. Yeah. And we're not... Are we about halfway through the season? No, no not. not really. Exactly. No, we're a quarter of the way. And there's, there's new regulars down that yeah. have come down to every Tuesday night game, for example, and seeing um, the audience level never dipped, you know, under what? It's, it's been average about 250, hasn't it? Yeah. On a Tuesday night. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, That's we, amazing. Yeah, we, we got we got we got dealt a shorthand in not yeah. having a home game for the yeah until now, yeah. which is in, which is for any other club would have been pretty devastating. I would well, imagine. we when we got the results uh, results when we got the fixtures through like us as a committee, um, we were like, well, we're we're done. Like, because yeah. it means like three years ago, uh, a Tuesday game would be like a hundred. Um, you'd have like maybe three hundred on a Saturday, whereas now it's it's all changed. Like. Um, so yeah, we were like very upset, but the level of support that people have shown has yeah. been absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, I think there's um, there was I was thinking about this today. There's something um, I think we've always said it as well that it's not necessarily just about the football. I think when people like to be involved in this sort of turgid, turbulent time in the world, they just like to be involved mm-hmm. with something that has an ethos that they can sort of draw parallels to. Yeah. So in a sort of like progressive, tolerant, nice environment, yeah, I think it's, it, regardless of the football, people can just come on their own, which they have done in the past yeah. and now are very much ingratiated with other supporters, that that's just great. They can come down and be in a, this, that sort of environment. And there's not too many community events with that sort of ethos that are as welcoming as West, mm. I think. No, I completely agree. And that's, um, well, it's very much why... 
like me and yourself, um, like first started going down because we went down, started going down a similar time, um, like five, six years ago now, which is, Jesus Christ, time goes fast, doesn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, and it's grown from there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just for um, to end end this part, um, what are you looking forward to for the rest of the season? I know that um, I know that you yourself, under you booked onto the uh, the away trip to Shildon. Shildon. Um, and yeah, so like, what are you looking forward for the rest of the season? Well, I think um, I, I don't know. It's maybe a little a little bit premature, but I think we we should go up this season. I think. Is yeah. that is that a reasonable thing to say? Four teams go up from this league, so. Well, myself and I always have a conversation with uh, your friend of mine, uh, Rob Lee, who does the match reports part of the media team. Uh, I was messaging him today, like working out like roughly the points per game yeah. that we need for the rest of the season. Like, oh god, like it's well within our grasp because we've had like a great start to the season. If if we did win Saturday, which would be it would be a big ask given um, we're playing a team above us in the league. Um, but yeah, we we need to average like two game uh, two points per game, yeah. and we pretty much be guaranteed promotion. Which, given the level that we've played at so far, we've been playing a little bit within ourselves. I think it's something that, like I know that when when Brad was made manager, um, Ron McKay was telling me that he was after like his aim was to finish like ideal to finish top, and I was like I'd be happy with fourth. Let's go. He's like no, yeah. Brad, Brad like. He's got very high standards. Yeah. He'll be looking for top and nothing else, as far as I'm aware. Well, that's great. Well, I mean, I think we can at least look forward to having, you know, somewhat of a chase on, hopefully being yeah. within, you know, six or odd points uh, with fourth at, at least, you'd yeah. hope. And above that as well, or, you know, in addition to that, just uh, some more cup runs. I think the, like Amy said, I think that the atmosphere at the cup games this season has been ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like it's gone to a completely new level. Like I'd never ever imagined West actually having four songs that everyone knows. <laughs> four songs, I'd yeah. get repeated all day. And rather I'm, I'm than the tram after and, you know. <laughs> well, rather than it just be a media try to, try to sing a version of Driftwood. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, or uh, some sort of like angels cover where yeah. Duncan writes like two lyrics and we stop and then that's about it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like actually having actually I was going to say actually having songs. We've had songs for a while, but like them being sung repeatedly and people coming to games with new songs and um, yeah. like it being new faces doing that rather than it just being exactly. And there's the songs are sort of passed on organically as well yeah. to someone else, and someone else might chant, start a chant and you yeah. might not know who they are. Yeah, which is insane. But yeah, I mean the, the cup games are where that's really started now. And that's sort of like that. That's a thing now. That's going to be there yeah. forever. Yeah. Those songs, hopefully, well, and it sounds really cheesy, but like, <laughs> those songs might like be there for the rest of the time that West exists. Yeah, that's and then, it. And then and they're they're known by a couple of hundred people now. And if the crowds get bigger, then they'll be passed on. It's amazing. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for yourself, Amy, other than uh, well, other than what Andy said, um, to to round out the segment, uh, what are you looking forward to for the rest of this year? I'm trying not to think too far ahead, really. Um, and just keep up that spirit and keep up the songs. That was, do you know what, Andy? That was really touching <laughs> about the chants and the songs. You know, uh, 200 people know them now. How far could this spread? And I really like that. And I think that's a lovely way to think about the West Spirit as a whole. And I think to just maintain that and to, you know, steadily grow it is all I could ever ask for. Okay, um, well, that's the end of part one. We'll be back after, like, three little boops. Uh, <laughs> see you in a sec. Hello, and welcome to part two for this. Um, we're going to be having a little chat about uh, 
Well, we're going to be moving on to a chat about the uh, Mercury Prize because um, I'll be appearing on uh, the Dutch Uncles podcast, Chips of Chorten, on Thursday to um, to preview the Mercuries. But before that, just as a as a, a little treat for our guest, given that he doesn't have enough of them, um, before before Amy made some beautiful spinach and ricotta cannelloni, um, we provided a starter of some chips. So I'll hand over to a special guest host, Amy Durant, who can uh, introduce the chips and uh, ask questions, ask rel- relevant questions about them. Okay, lovely. <laughs> right. Okay, wonderful. So uh, the chips that I so lovingly made by my own fair hands, a little help from a, a lady called uh, Aunt Bessie. <laughs> uh, so I'll uh, mark them on east of construction. You're, yeah, not, nice. you're not marking them, the guests. Oh, right, okay, so that's your first category then. Uh, the 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 east of how long it took me to make them. Well, by the sounds of it, <laughs> the east the yeah, the east rating has to be pretty high, I pretty would say. High. And also I just got a comment on the, the quality of frozen chip that you've picked from the shop as well. And Bessie's is the best one. It is the best one. It's definitely one. because it has the it has the more it has the most in common with a roast potato, I'd say. I uh, agree like, with you. Of, of like the frozen ones. Um also I just want to add as well, when I walked into Matt and Amy's uh, flat before and then they were sort of preparing food, all looked lovely obviously, and then the door was like oven door was swung open, it's like, We've made you a starter too. <laughs> That was that was delightful. That's one of the most excited I've been to see chips. Oh well, <laughs> that's our, that's our hospitality. That yeah. is our hospitality. Me and Matthew did have a brief conversation about the best type of oven chip that there is available to get for you beforehand, and hands down, it was between the Aunt Bessies and McCain home fries. No, so the fatter ones. I think I think I think the Aunt Bessies yeah, was spot I agree on. With I you. think that was good. Yeah. I just want to compliment Matthew on his wonderful salting as well. And also the salt was from just a little bowl, dipped the fingers in, drizzled it on top. There was no shaker. There was you couldn't see where the salt this could have been like super special sea salt. I never would have known. It's pink Himalayan salt. So it is. Yes. And it was incredible. A beautiful dispersion, <laughs> I might add. Um before this goes on for too long, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, we'll move on to uh, to marks for the chips. Given that's um, that's a uh, a tradition on your uh, on your podcast, yep. um, I believe um, currently your uh, your top marks for chips was somewhat thrown out of whack due to, on the last episode due to uh, to Faith from Pins, who uh, who I know well, having previ- yeah. previously managed a band many many moons ago. I mean, yeah, she she marked uh, Yes's chips a ten. It was a 10. I mean, I, I, I agree with it in a sense because what she's saying is, what more could you ask from a chip? Yeah. And I get that. And it, But unfortunately, it renders the entire podcast useless. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, the, um, if, you're going, if you're going oven chips, like, I think they're pretty much 10 out of 10. But uh, in overall chip, I, I'd say I'd go, I'd go like 6.8. 6.8 on the overall scale of chip. Um, given that I've stolen hosting duties from you for this, Amy, um, I will ask you next for your um, for your final yeah. comments and for um, so if you want to talk about the uh, the texture of the chip, the uh, the flavour of the chip, okay. and also your final mark. Okay, it, it's just that layer of batter on the ambassies, isn't it? That's it. That's it. There's no like, uh, what's the word? It's separate from the chip, and it just gives it that little crisp. Whilst making the uh, the inside remain so fluffy. And your, uh, your final mark? 
my final mark is um, a week right uh, for an oven at home chip, it's a 9.4. Uh, for a chip in general, it's a 7.2. 7.2. 7. Have you got the calculator well, out? This is usually my job as well. Yeah, so it's, uh, I had, I had 6.8. 6, 6. 6. 6.8. What were you aiming? 7.2. 7. I was going to go with 6.8, Yeah, but because you went with that and I'm having such a lovely time, I'll go with 6.9. 6.9. Let's get that up there. Divide it by that. It's six. <laughs> it's not 6.27. It's not 6.27. I've done it, I've done it wrong, mate. Uh, wrong. I think I think it's like roughly 7.05. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'll take your word. I'm not. Sure, I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure it's accurate, but that's roughly we'll it. Go with that. Um, so just. Um, like given this is a to to link in the uh, the crossover between the two podcasts um so say on thursday we did it last year uh we'll be doing a live podcast uh on the mercuries uh, i used to be as i mentioned uh vaguely involved in music you still are vaguely involved in music andy um and yeah so we've I've listened to all the albums. I think you're in the process of listening to all the albums. Um, and what we do is we uh, we watch the Mercuries, um, go over, like watch the um, watch the live show, and give our thoughts on on music as it is as a uh, as an industry at the mo- at the moment, and uh, and also our thoughts on who should win the Mercuries. And yeah. last year we were absolutely shown up by saying that Wolf Alice shouldn't win it. Yeah. And then all swore at the screen when they did. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit disappointed with that reaction on uh, with with hindsight. But yeah, it should be it should be a good night. I mean, which it's just it's t- going to be totally unedited, unscripted. Don't know why I need to say unscripted. that. It always is. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and just hopefully, I think I think this time everyone's taken a bit more time into listening to the records, yeah. and because it, it's a good, it is generally a good bunch of albums. I think it's one of the best bunches for a long time. Mm. So hopefully we can we can sort of do it do it justice and give it the critique that it that they all deserve hopefully um like that'll be getting streamed on youtube won't it Uh, which you can find on the uh the chips of chorlton uh twitter feed which is at chips of chorlton at chips of chorlton and um it's one it's one of my favorite podcasts i know but it's one of the very few podcasts that you listen to amy other than other than the uh the bird noises podcast we've started listening to (laughs) Um, <laughs> you could put a bit of that in there as well. Yeah, with esteemed company. Yeah, so um, yeah, um, I'd highly recommend listening to it. And uh, yeah, that's uh, the, the Chips of Chorlton podcast, uh, which yeah. you can find on all good podcast, all, all, all good, good podcatchers, as they're called. Podcatchers. Yeah, we're looking forward to having you as well, Matthew. Thank you very much. In fact, you're subbing in for Robin this week. We've got Pete making his debut yes. on the podcast, of course. Of, of course. And uh, as we speak, Neil is trailing an Ethernet cable from his kitchen to his outhouse <laughs> in, uh, in anticipation. But yes, uh, if you're listening before Thursday, give that uh, tune into that live and uh, have a look at my uh, horrendous moustache that I'm currently sporting. Oh, nice. uh, oh thank you. Um, but yeah, and if not, listen to uh, listen to Chips Chawson on any good podcast player. Uh, we're back after another few boops, just with a we've got a bit of a question and answer with Andy uh, through uh, stuff that we've had submitted through through Twitter. So yeah, we're back in a moment. Welcome back to part three of this already quite long episode <laughs> of uh, the West Has Been Chawson podcast. Um, we're just going to end with a bit of a question and answer with Andy. So. Um, uh, I'll cond- I've got two questions of my own, and then we'll move on to questions from Twitter. But uh, I'll condense the uh, the two questions just into um, 
what's uh, what's your favourite uh, West memory or anecdote from your time coming down? Because we, um, as mentioned before, we both started going down like five years ago. Um, things have changed a lot since then. Yeah. We already discussed like the change of tendencies, but what's yeah. your uh, what's your favourite memory? I think it was probably uh, it was probably my first away day. It was probably Runcorn Town. Mm. Um, just. See, I think I, I, I looked the gra- I, I remember we were really excited. I think we met you at Pete's before. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Uh, when he's still on Keppel Road. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think uh, I'd seen a picture of the ground, and I hadn't been to any other non-league, probably not, no other non-league ground other than West at the time. Yeah. Uh, and just to see the glorious backdrop of Runcorn Town, like the look like Blade Runner, with yeah. like the glue factory or whatever it is in the in the background, and just seeing like this sort of. Yeah, like this sort of retro, <laughs> sort of like, uh, yeah, rustic, futuristic vibe that it had was amazing. I think that and um, there, was, there was another away game we did, which wasn't which wasn't quite so Blade Runner glamour. But there was, I think we'd stood next to the manager of the, of the home team. And then he turned around and said something like, oh, are you that German, bink, German drinking beer crew? Oh, that was Ashton, that Ashton was, Athletic, yeah. yeah. I was like, hang on, am I, am I, am I, am I a famous ultraman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were both, uh, both very good. Well, yeah, those, those were my two first away days. Yeah. Um, also, um, just to add another one, there was the, uh, Andy, the last game of Andy Nelson's management yeah. career at West. It was fantastic, running up, running up and down the touchline, high-fiving everyone. That was brilliant. Yeah, that was, that was lovely, yeah. Good guy as well, and yeah. Yeah, because we got an unexpected one over Runcong Linux that yes. day. Um, and it, yeah, it was just really nice to see out. Um, a man who is a club legend, but it was just, just when I was getting into the club. And like, yeah, I didn't really get to see, uh, I was going to say, see him in his pomp. He, he left for his own reasons. He just like, like yeah, he was um, um, like semi retiring. Yeah. Um, like the club would have happily kept him on. But yeah, he'd. Um, Given up, uh, Amy. Just uh, before we move on to uh, to questions from Twitter, um, have you got a, one quick favourite memory? My favourite memory uh, happened the first time I went to West, which is on your birthday. It was yes, and, and this memory was I was quite nervous because I was meeting a lot of I was meeting you. I met you for the first <laughs> time there, and I was meeting a lot of Matt's friends for the first time. And I was a bit like, oh my god, am I going to make a good impression? Anyway. Um, I met the wonderful um, Stephanie Parker there for the first time and um, (laughs) also met a wonderful, wonderful um, dog, Maisie. R.I.P. Sadly missed. She died died like like 18 months ago. It's like last, yeah. Sadly missed, but a wonderful, oh, one of my favourite reasons for going to West for a long time. A wonderful dog. A wonderful dog. Anyway, I was wearing bright pink lipstick and decided to show my appreciation for Maisie by giving her a kiss on the head. But I stained bright pink lipstick on Maisie's white (laughs) head. And Steffi thought this is hilarious. And we were both trying to rub the lipstick off the dog's head before the owner could see it. But he saw it and thought it was funny. By this point, me and Steffi had forged a bond of friendship and Maisie had this just pink head. Yeah, that was horrible. Poor Maisie. And it was, <laughs> I loved it. But it was before uh, before the crowds were big enough where you could deny it. <laughs> where there was like t- there was 10 people nearby. Um, so we'll just move on to uh, the questions from Twitter. Okay. Uh, if Amy, Twitter. If, uh, if you want to get them up, Amy. Um, I can do. Um, so we'll start with um, the top. One. We don't. We don't have to read them all out. So we'll start. We'll start with um, 
the chip right question if you want to read that out amy okay uh this is from george worley and he asks best chips for the watts brookburn road for a cold winter evening kickoff taking account of distance quality logistics etc well for you like you live um just off beach road yourself yeah. so there's not well, I mean for me it's it's going to be it's going to be tough I'm going to be I'm going to be stuck mm. with there's no good there's no good chipperies around me well um the uh, the questioner uh, George asks like mentions that uh, beach road chippy closing was was a real shame for him that's devastating i suppose you could take it from you could take it from people coming from town or on the metrolink perhaps. let's say if, let's let's do it from uh, from the met like if you're coming from the met what would you do uh, i think from the met or just realistically before that as well or unrealistically if you, if maybe like san juan did some sort of like takeaway oh, patatas fritas or something oh my gosh patatas bravas sorry and like with like with like a little dip on the side oh that like a that would be a fantastic west special but sadly not um well, i don't know I, I mean from from the tram you're gonna have to go atlantic i think aren't you it's either that or royal cod is it yeah i'd, I'd, I'd go atlantic. i think I th- it's got to be atlantic i'd mm. say like a if there's for two of you just a regular size cone of chips with yeah maybe like a little a little dipping sauce on the side or if maybe you have one hand each or someone has one the chips in the middle <laughs> a hand of gravy one and then a hand of curry sauce in the other one <laughs> That sounds pretty good. That's, That's perfect. That's lovely. Um, and we'll go on to uh, to Rob Lee's question, which is... Stan Collymore, one of Stone's most famous sons, once appeared in the film Basic Instinct 2. Which West player do you think is most likely to appear on the silver screen? Can I... Well, I, I would... I'll allow you to have any West player past or present. Okay, well, I'm also going to go with. Uh, I can I go with the West Manager as well. Yeah, of I'll go with I'll go with Brad because <laughs> I feel like he might be able to play uh, Sergio Ramos in a Netflix biopic. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that he could very much. Uh, he could be the next series of Peaky Blinders. I think. I think he could. I think he could cut about in that quite easily. He's got the. He's got the haircut for it. He's yeah. also got the. Um, the the charm and the charisma. Yeah. Oh God! What a, what a buddy is. <laughs> well, I think in in that take as well, Ash Woods could do some of that as well. They could, oh, like, yeah. Brad and Ash Woods could be like, you know, a pretty formidable twosome in Peaky Blinders. <laughs> well, that's sadly not the silver screen, but I think that's uh, that's close enough. Yeah, we'll take that. Um, and um, <laughs> yeah, you could you can read that out if you want. Go on. Okay, uh, from our wonderful friend Tom Gagan, this question is. Do you think you could run 5K faster than Lee Gavin if he was made to put his shoes on the wrong feet? <laughs> um, I genuinely don't think I could, no. I don't think I could, let, let alone 12 kilometres. Definitely not 12 kilometres. That's, that's his speciality in terms of his distance. Um, we'll do... A, we'll do... Well, we'll change this one just so you don't have to read this out, Amy. So um, it's the... It's a stone cutters who've asked the best away day chips, but um, given we've already had a chip question, um, what's the the best food you've had at the football game? Best food I've had at the football game? Oh, I, I don't know. I can't. I can't really remember. I mean, I, I, I tend to stick with the basics. You know, like if you go to like a new pizza place, yeah. you want to just get like the yeah. margarita first and see. It. So I'd the always be- I'd, the benchmark. Yeah, exactly, and see see how it compares. But I don't know. I'd, I think I'd. I did. I did have a good pie. I know there's been a lot of runcorns, but I did have a good pie at Runcorn Linnets. Yeah, that was. It was a solid meat and potato, basic Hollands, little bit of grape, like watery, floury gravy on yeah. top, and it tasted like 
like a pie at the football should do. Not necessarily in a good way. Yeah. But you yeah. know, like it sort of evoked something within me that made yeah. me have a little smile. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and finally, um I don't even need to read this out because it's um I've I've got it committed to memory. It's the most Tommy Stewart question imaginable. Former uh, former West podcast guest, um Tommy Stewart. Uh will there ever be a boy born who can swim faster than a shark? Uh yes. Yes, that's uh, that's quite conclusive. Um, but yes, yeah, so uh, um, also just before we go, there's um, on Saturday we do have a um, we're part of Chalton Arts Festival. We've got uh, Jasmine Jones uh, exhibiting at the clubhouse. Um, we'll get we're having some questions with her up on the website in the next couple of days. Um, there will also be a program on sale at the uh, on the game. Um, as mentioned, we are doing a a coach to the game at Shildon on the 12th of October. You can book your seat there on uh, wdcfc.co.uk um, But yes, other than that, I don't think there's anything more to add. Anything that needs adding will be on the Twitter. Like, I, don't, I don't save anything special for this <laughs> podcast. Um, but yes, I'd just like to thank my guests, Amy Durant. A pleasure. Thank you very much. And of course, Andy, I'll be seeing you on Thursday for another podcast. You will. It's been wonderful. Can't wait. Thank you very much, and always, come on, West! Come on, West!